Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Rita Cheng. Rita, are you ready to do this? I am. Excellent. Let's do this. Rita is the CEO of Blue Ocean Global Wealth. She is a certified financial planner. She is a past spokesperson for the AARP Financial Freedom Campaign, and she is also a top 10 financial advisor. Very excited to have you on. Rita, tell us a little bit about your work, some more, a little bit about your personal life, and why it is you do what you do. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited to be here. So uh, I am excited because I have the opportunity to transform lives every day. Essentially, what I do with my clients is help them gain clarity, confidence, and control over their financial lives. Clarity about all the options out there the confidence to plan for their future and take action, and then finally, a sense of control. Clients can't control the stock market or interest rates, but they can control how they save their money, how they invest their money, and how they react to market conditions. Well, that is the truth. There is so much that is out of our control. In fact, most of it is. And how we respond to those things that happen to us, whether positive or negative, is really what will make all the difference. So I definitely appreciate that. Why why did you choose to name your firm Blue Ocean? Sure. So the name of our firm is Blue Ocean Global Wealth. And for those of you who are listening, we were inspired by the book Blue Ocean Strategy. Margarita, Rita, what is a Blue Ocean Strategy? So it's best to explain what red oceans are, and then we can talk about blue oceans. Red oceans are shark-infested water, the cola wars, Pepsi Coke, fighting over the same customer, fighting over the same blue ocean strata, fighting over the same distribution channel. Blue ocean companies, or are those companies, or I should actually say blue ocean organizations, are those organizations that don't benchmark themselves to the competition. They do things a little bit differently. What is an example of a blue ocean company? Yellowtail Wines, um, Cirque du Soleil. Let's tie it back to Blue Ocean Global Wealth. What makes you different? So much of uh, the financial advice industry is focused on assets under management. And it is true. It is only through investments that people can fund college, retirement, and the other's goals. But what makes Blue Ocean Global Wealth different is we actually start with financial planning. Um, we do not impose hard and fast asset minimums. That does not mean we work with everybody. We, however, we will not take clients' assets under management unless they do financial planning. Why is that the case? It's not enough to do what is suitable for your clients. It's not enough to know your clients. We are fiduciary, and that means we have to do what's in our clients' best interest. And financial planning allows us to not only understand our clients, but think like our clients. So our Blue Ocean strategy is education and financial planning. We do things a little bit differently. I like it. And that was and is such such a great book. And it makes sense in a very, very, very crowded space, a red ocean like financial services can be, to certainly differentiate yourself. Um, and it sounds like you've done exactly that. And you're right. So many, so many advisors are really only focused on gathering assets under management. Um, and it is 
I guess, irresponsible to, to not be making sure that your clients have a full financial plan put together. So I think that makes a lot of sense. I read that uh, one of your favorite um, mantras or quotes is that so many people spend their health to gain wealth and then they have to spend their wealth to regain their health. Uh, and that certainly resonated with me. What is it that you like about that so much? Sure. So when you opened up and you said, so tell me about what you do. Tell me about your personal life. So that is my mantra. And it resonates with me because um, that is one of my core values. I remember entering this business. I had a three-year-old and a six-month-old. I worked really hard. I won Top Achiever Award. My manager was so proud of me. But he said something to me. He's like, Rita, if you work five or 10 more hours a week, like you could produce that much more. And I looked at him, I said, no, I don't think you understand. It's not that I'm complacent, but I have a medical condition. I have asthma, I developed asthma as a result of childhood complications. So if I don't sleep enough or I don't make time for exercise and fitness, I could actually get sick and then not be as productive. So I want clients to know that their health is their wealth. You can't put a price on good health. And this is what I also refer to as um, retirement nirvana. Retirement nirvana is the time when you have a reasonable amount of wealth, good time on this fine earth, great health, and last but not least, um, amor, community, friends, and loved ones. So that is something that is very important to me and as well as the clients I work with. Yeah, I, I think that that makes so much sense. And so much of our culture seems to reward or incentivize people being very, very busy and working and working and working and putting in long hours. And so many people do that, and, and hopefully that helps them to be successful. But some of the some of the negative byproducts are you, you potentially work yourself into ill health. But also, I, I think that if you are a good steward of your time, that you can get an enormous amount done in a relatively short amount of time. And it sounds like you were able to do that because you won awards within um, your your company, even though you may be working less hours. So, Correct. It's really – so I'm the mom of uh, three kids, and I told my kids this. I said, guys and girls – there is no limit to what you can do if you are able to manage your time, health, and money well. Now, I've added a fourth, your emotions. Imagine that. And that's the definition of emotional intelligence. But think about this for a moment. If you manage your time well, then you have time to manage your health. And then you also um, can manage your money. And then you need to manage your emotions. So they're all really important. Yeah, just like you were talking about, it doesn't necessarily make sense to only focus on someone's asset under man assets under management if you don't have a good, clear idea, or if a client doesn't have a good, clear idea of why that one piece or how that one piece fits into their overall financial world, but certainly probably their, their overall world. So time, health, money, and emotions, I think that it makes all the sense in the world to focus on all of those things. I read a an article recently talking about, um, and I believe that you wrote it, talking about empathetic listening. Um, talk to me a little bit about that. 
Oh my goodness, I'm so humbled that you read that article. And the reason why I'm humbled is, as I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, um, so much of the financial advice industry focuses on assets under management and assets are important. But the other thing that I think is important, especially as um, the industry is changing to more um, robo or asset allocation models is empathy. Um, as certified financial planners, we need to have education. We need to have experience. We need to have pass the examination, and then finally ethics. These are the four E's. These four E's are really important, but I add a fifth, and that's the E for empathy. I think when we are helping clients, it is so important that we see the world through their lens. If you would ask me what made me successful, I have to say it is without question empathy, the ability to seek first to understand and not judge. If the client doesn't want to invest, you don't say, no, that doesn't make sense. You need to invest. You need to get to the bottom, spend time understanding. You know, sure, they might be concerned that they may lose money. But empathy allows us to build trust and connect. And when we can connect and build trust or build trust and connect, we're going to have a more meaningful relationship. And those more meaningful relationships help our clients reach their life goals. And that's what this is all about. It's about my agenda is helping the clients get to where they want to be. Yeah, I think that that's awesome. And without a meaningful relationship, I don't think that you're going to effectively have the sometimes difficult conversations that you need to have with clients. Sometimes you do need to be firm with them if they're not being good stewards of for, 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 for whatever reason. But if you're a stranger and they don't view you as somebody they have a meaningful relationship with, you're probably not going to be very effective in delivering that message. Without question, I just want to say something funny. This is funny. So I was with my client and I have a very good relationship with him and his wife. And when I left the large firm to set up my own firm, my client said this to me. He said, and man, I was kind of moved to tears and his wife was there too. And she wasn't offended. She said, you know what? Like, I am so glad that you're here, Rita. And then her husband said, Rita, you actually know more about our financial lives than we do. So we need you here. That's positive. Sometimes clients can have what I call bad hair days. So I had this client <laughs> and, I, and I love him with my heart and soul. I realize that sometimes he has a bad temper, but I don't take it personally. You know why? He and I have been working together for 18 years. He even said to me, Rita, like, um, I don't know how else to say it. I know I'm a difficult guy, but I've been longer with you than any of my marriages combined. <laughs> <laughs> so that is... Those are two examples of the benefit being uh, the benefit of empathetic, of empathetic listening. Yeah, I think that, uh, that it's it's obviously working for you if you have clients telling you those things, and I think that that's a hundred percent true. So, well, since since you're able to to form connections with clients and have long term relationships with them, 
Um, just just from your experience, where where are the biggest opportunities where if people make a change will get them the 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 greatest return? So I just want to clarify your question. When you're talking about people, you're talking about the advisors change or you're talking about the clients, the greatest change clients. So I think the greatest opportunity for clients is actually taking a more holistic, comprehensive view of what they're doing. So I'll give you an example. I was working with a couple two weekends ago and they did a great job saving but they weren't taking a comprehensive view. In their mind, it wasn't even a case of having to save more to put their four kids through college. They didn't realize they had three 529 accounts that they forgot about, right? And so it was about taking a more holistic, comprehensive view, allowing the clients to just take time and think about what was important to them. And I think that's valuable. In this day and age of smartphones, instant messaging, um, it's important, and I think this is where clients can realize a lot of success, to take a more comprehensive view of what they're doing and think about what's important to them. It sounds silly, but it's really true. And that gives clients um, tremendous peace of mind, and you can't put a price on peace of mind. No, it's, it's, it's impossible, too. Why is it that that we have such a hard time? Is it that we lack the the perceived headspace? They say, "Oh, geez, maybe it'd just take me way too long to sit down and put it all together." Or what? Why do you think that is? Sure, I think there is certainly an element. Gosh, it's going to take too long. This is so overwhelming. I don't think I can do this. The other situation is sometimes people are afraid to hear the news, right? And so by focusing on financial planning, this is what I tell people. Empathy is very, very important to me. It allows me to create a judgment-free zone. I said, right now, we are just like gathering information. The only decision you need to make in the first meeting is, do I like Rita? Am I comfortable giving Rita my information to develop a financial plan? Based on the information, I'm going to tell you what the fee is for financial planning. You are not committing to even hiring me You're not even committing to giving me a dollar to invest your money under management because I am going to review your data and I'm going to let you know approximately high level how long it's going to take me. So the only decision that the client needs to make is, you know what, do I want to gather my data and do I want to give my data to Rita? And I think when we allow clients to break down their decisions it increases their likelihood of success. They're not worried about making a mistake. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And I think that that makes a lot of sense. Sometimes we can, and perhaps the term is planning tolerance. If people have too many decisions to make, they maybe won't make any decisions at all. It's true. If you give people too much choice, it's overwhelming. I mean, they're afraid. If you don't give people enough choice, then they feel backed into a corner. So this is exactly what I tell people. It can be overwhelming having a lot of choice. That's where the clarity piece comes into control, uh, comes into play, um, because you don't want to feel like somebody decided this for you. However, if you have too much choice, you have information overload. So clarity allows you to just like weed out options that just aren't appropriate for you. 
Um, so an example of that is when you have any goal, um, there's the amount, the rate of return, and the time. So this is a great example. With college, you really can't change the time. I mean, my clients have told me this. You know what? When my kid is 18, like I kind of need him out of the house. Right. Retirement, I'm telling you, mm, 62. But to be honest, I, I do like what I do most days. Um, I'm okay if it's 65. You can change the amount for some goals, uh, meaning the time. You can also change the amount. It is not for me, the advisor, to decide what the client should do, but it's about me guiding and presenting them the information so they're empowered to take action. So that also answers the other question. What do you think holds people back? I think when people feel um, confident, they feel more empowered and they're going to take action. Sometimes people doubt themselves because they lack confidence, but sometimes they actually don't feel like their advisor gets them or understands them. I, I like that a lot. I think that empowering people does help them to be able to make decisions and then take action, which all too often is is hard for people to do. So, well, Rita, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Oh, my goodness. So someone said to me, like, if you have a billboard, what would you say? So my billboard if that's okay, I have to say two things. Mm -hmm. um, it's never too early to plan. It's never too late to plan. Finally, um, anything is possible with passion, purpose, and a plan. So if it's important to you and you have purpose behind it, planning can make it possible. Well, that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. So Rita, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? can visit our website at blueoceanglobalwealth.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Rita your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to blue, blueoceanglobalwealth.com and check out all the great stuff that's on there. Thank you again, Rita. Thank you so much for having me. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!